Welcome to Whores Talk Horror. We're not really whores. We just like wordplay. Hello, and welcome to Whores Talk Horror. I'm Sharon. And I'm Melinda. <laughs> and she doesn't know what we're doing today. But thank you all for joining us on our second annual Halloween horror movie trivia challenge and pumpkin beer tasting. <laughs> <laughs> I did not tell Mindy we were doing this day. We were actually supposed to record an episode about cults, uh, but we kind of ran out of time and didn't have all of our research done. So I'm like, fuck it. We're doing trivia and pumpkin beer because it's Halloween. Also, I'm in a cult now, by the way. So that's a thing. <laughs> Just kidding. So surprise, Mindy. Yay! Once again, Spencer's going to be our quiz master. Uh, before we start trivia, let's go get our beers. Hell yeah. All right, Mindy, I will give you the honors of reading our first beer. Okay. And by the way, everybody, I'm terrified. I had no idea this was coming, and uh, I, I'm scared. Anyway, our first beer is uh, from O'Fallon Brewery. They are out of St. Louis County. It's their vanilla pumpkin beer. Their motto is, we love beer. Sounds about right. Uh, it's 5.6% by volume, so not too bad to start off with, but it uh, the bottle smells kind of promising, so this should be good. Let's see, you wanna taste it? Yeah, we, we should do it a uh, quick toast though. I don't wanna touch glasses because of COVID. Yes, we're <laughs> we're still trying to stay relatively safe here. Um, but cheers. I'm just gonna clink <laughs> clink it with my fingertips here. Um, to Halloween season. Oh fuck yeah. But it's it's got a semi sweetness to it. It has um a nice pumpkin uh spicy flavor. It's not totally overly pumpkin-y. Uh, very nice color. It's not, not too light, not too dark. Uh, I like it. I'm going to give it a 3.5 pumpkins. I would say this is like, this is like a good, like barbecue outdoor day beer, especially for people who are not big pumpkin beer lovers, because it tastes enough like, I don't want like quote unquote regular beer, <laughs> but has, like you were saying, like the little pumpkin additions. So I'll give it what did you say? 3.5? That's what I was thinking. I gave too. it 3.5 pumpkins. Yeah, 3.5 pumpkins. Uh, and I would add on with the caveat, probably pumping that up to a, a four as a barbecue beverage. Spencer, any thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I think it's uh, well blended. It's a good mix of a bit of pumpkin, a little bit of a hint of vanilla. Little bit of pumpkin, little bit. Sorry. Little bit of pumpkin on my mind. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay. All right, I think you're going to have to sing all your answers. We're all loopy today, clearly. And we're not even drunk. This is the musical edition of Trivia. Spencer, would you like to read the first question? Michael Myers killed his sister, then he went nuts and... All right, I'll stop. Ba, ba, ba. I, I wanted to see where that was going. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that song. We should, oh, we should write a Halloween musical. Put it on the list. Put, Put it, it on, on the list. list. <laughs> All right. So, uh, the same day Sharon told me that we were going to do a horror movie trivia episode, I also, that same day, received an email from an eager fan named Jim from Tacoma. What's up, Jim? What's up, Jim? Hey, Jim. 
so the email simply said, basically, uh, if Mindy and Sharon do a trivia episode anytime soon, I would love to help out with any movie questions. So with my blessing, Jim mined the nearly 100 uh, of his movies in his collection to come up with the following questions. No. Did he really send this the day I told you we were doing trivia? He really did. What the fuck? What were we saying just before we started recording? Synchronicity City. It's happening like crazy right now. Synchronicity City. <laughs> wow. Also, I still want to work on Michael Myers killed his sister because. Well, we'll work on it later. <laughs> I, was, I was on the spot and you were both staring at me and I froze. But Jim, thank you. That's awesome yeah. of you to do. So, and so, also I'm a little freaked out. That I was going to say. Maybe he has some some. Like some kind of a recording device in our house somewhere. <laughs> uh, that uh, we are going to have to ask him about that later because hmm. he did not say. But yeah, so you said that in the morning, and then he emailed me, and uh, I think within three less than three hours, he had sent me a list of questions. So I'm a little scared because I have a feeling the, like this is going to really show our ignorance here. But I'm going to blame the beer if that happens. Sure. So, but thank you, Jim. That's amazing. Wow. And this is also Jim from Tacoma, whose mom went to high school with Ted Bundy. Yeah. And was friends with him and had a huge crush on him. There's that little tidbit. There's that. <laughs> but I'm more excited about the fact that he actually went through his movie collection and wrote us a bunch of questions. That's just wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. The list seemed to come so fast later. I was like, did you have any of those pre-written? He said, nope. I just looked at my movies and just wrote them all up. True horror fan right <sighs> yeah. there. Knows his stuff, which means we're we're fucked, man. We, we are f- kind of fucked. <laughs> All right, let's see. Do your damage, Jim, we, in a good way, of course. Can Sharon and Mindy beat the maniacal mind of fellow movie freak? It's time to find out on a horror mania trivia palooza film fact fiesta extravaganza. Horrors versus horror fan on horrors talk horror. He wrote that part. Uh, well, he wrote that whole intro actually. Because uh, I asked him to. So, by the way, whores versus horror. That second horror is also spelled whore. Anyway. Nice. <laughs> uh, and then at the beginning of his email that actually had the questions, he wrote, Oh, yeah, boy. <laughs> and then in parentheses, little Flava Flav caption for or something for you. Anyway. Okay. Aw, thank you. That also sounded a lot like in the show Spaced, but. <laughs> Flav of Flav in the house. Okay. He's a big fan, by the way, of this show, Flav of Flav. Oh, yeah. I've been emailing with him, too. Uh, <laughs> all right. So to figure out who goes first, um, I am thinking of a number between uh, zero and 10. So you have to guess whoever's closest goes first. Sharon? I'm going to guess five. That literally was what I was going to guess. I'm going to say three. Okay. Sharon was closer. It was eight. Uh, we have 32 questions. There's actually 33, but one of them we're going to save as a tiebreaker. Uh, so uh, hopefully we don't get into that. So Sharon is going to get uh, basically the odd number questions, and Mindy is going to get the even number questions. I'm telling that to myself so I don't get confused. Um, but of course, as usual, uh, if Sharon misses a question, then Mindy has a chance to steal and vice versa. Are you ladies ready? Let's do this. Let's do it. And he threw in some factoids as well. Dude, this guy's awesome. We don't have to pay him, do we? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Maybe we'll send him some pumpkin beer. Yeah. Uh, okay, question number one. In Halloween 2, 
Who is the only victim that isn't killed by Michael Myers? These are not multiple choice, by the way. The only victim? I mean... Not killed by Michael? Well, I mean, Laurie Strode does not die in it, and technically she's a victim, so I'm going to say Laurie Strode. Okay, I'll just specify what I'm gathering is it's the only person who dies who isn't killed by Michael Myers. Oh. That being a victim. Okay, well, I'm still going to give myself a point for that. Uh. (laughs) Sharon has her own points list. Um, I don't know, because I've seen Halloween 2 once a long, long time ago. Um, I'm going to say the nurse, because it takes place in a hospital and there are nurses in the movie. You are incorrect. Mindy, do you want to steal? I don't remember, which is terrible, the doctor's name, but is it the doc, that doctor? I'm blanking, like Michael Myers' doctor. No, because he, he survives. The famous doctor and actor that I should know the name of and I'm blanking on right now. Yeah, I know. We just watched Halloween 6 the other day, and he was in it. Okay. Um, so, so not him, I guess. probably not him. And yeah, what the fuck is his name? I'm blinking on that, too. Um, it'll come to me at like 3 in the morning. It was maybe a doctor in the hospital. But the point is, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so but if we just keep talking, we'll eventually get it right. Is the receptionist at the hospital? <laughs> no clue. Uh, so the answer is Brad Trammer. Uh, and the factoid is he has on the same mask the shape wears and is chased by Dr. Loomis into the street when a patrol car rams him into a parked van, which then explodes. How do we forget Dr. Loomis? And how did we forget that death scene? Because that kind of uh, exploding van? Because I saw the movie like 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. That's right. Dr. Loomis. All right. Thank you for that. Wow. Well done, Jim and Spencer. Off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> I did nothing. (laughs) I take no credit. Okay, number two, Mindy. In the movie Psycho, what was it that caused the business to dry up for the Bates Motel? Shit, I don't remember. Is that your final answer? (laughs) Um, I'm going to say that um, an automotive company was moving into town. That is incorrect. (laughs) Sharon, what's your steal? Um... I don't really remember either. I think it had something to do with they put a new, like they built a highway or something that rerouted traffic. So there was a lot less traffic going near the motel. Yeah, it's basically the plot of the movie Cars. Construction of the new highway got rid of the people going into the little town. You knew that, right? (laughs) No, that is the answer. Construction of the new highway. Yeah, give me a point. Can I also have a sub, like a half point for the fact that they, everybody knew Janet Lee was going to that hotel, so they just wanted to follow the hot blonde? No. No, business dried up. Business dried up. What are you even talking about? Shut up. Okay. <laughs> Take away a point. <laughs> Sharon, number three. In Psycho 2, in what ways, plural, does Norman Bates kill his mother? By the way, if you guys couldn't tell, there are spoilers. <laughs> Uh, so, yes, there are two answers. If you give me one of them, uh, I'll accept it, I guess. Uh, Jim Jim probably won't accept that, but I- I'm going to say if you give me one. Well, Jim's not here right now. <laughs> All right. Um, one of the ways he kills his mother in part two. Hmm. If I did see Psycho 2, I was probably in grade school. Um... Like grade school kids do. So I'm going to say poison. 
you are correct. Damn it. Yes. All right. So since there are two, Mindy, you have a, a an option. You have a possibility of getting the second one. I don't think it's right. I'm thinking, I think I'm thinking of the first movie, but did he push her down the stairs? No, that is incorrect. If I can guess this, do I get another point? Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm going to say he suffocated her with a pillow. That is also incorrect. Really great ways to kill your mother, yeah. I got to say. Uh, so the first one. Poison in the pillow would work. Poison the pillow? Sure. Uh, so the first. <laughs> did you say poison the pillow? No, poison and the pillow. Hey, band name, everybody. Poison and the pillow. Uh, so yes, rat poison in her tea was the first one. Uh, and it says, we see a flashback scene that shows his mother's death as Norman hears her die. And then the second one is he smashes her head in with a shovel. And then, so the factoid of this one says, it is revealed at the end of the movie that the woman who raised Norman was actually his aunt and his real mother was uh, was alive in an insane asylum. Norman then kills his actual mother and takes the body upstairs as he talks in her voice to himself. I haven't seen this movie, so I didn't know. Yes. I don't know that I've seen it either, but that's confusing because later, I think, it, I don't know what number it is, four maybe, they do like a prequel where they show young Norman Bates with his mother, his mother played by our girl Olivia Hussey from Black Christmas, and Norman Bates, young Norman Bates, played by my future husband, Henry Thomas, actually. Oh, I thought your future husband was Max von Sydow. Well, he's dead, dude. Oh, yeah. (laughs) May he rest in peace. But in that movie, I'm pretty sure, like, they lived in the house and she was his mother and blah, blah, blah. But also, these genres tend to not care about detail sometimes and that was made years after the original so i was gonna say horror movies don't usually follow canon that's true and at that point the psycho movies we were past hitchcock's and now we were just having fun exactly okay all right okay question number four is to mindy name all of the titles to the five exorcist movies there's five exorcist movies at least uh and uh you know, some of these are going to be a little harder. Some of them might not be so hard. Anyway, go. Well, the first one is just The Exorcist. The second one, fuck. It's, I do know it. I even can see like the box title. I will give you a fifth of a point for each one you get right. <laughs> Shut up. No, I get the first one right. All right. Then if you don't get them all, you don't get any points. Oh, Jesus, you're the worst. Um, and then what's the third one? I actually don't. I don't think I realized except the, the, the second one's like the heretic or some shit. I think it's is the third one the heretic. No, the third one's the one with insane asylum and George C. Scott. Maybe it is heretic is the third one. But the second one, I think the second one's the heretic. You got, the third one is because Sharon fucked up and I saw it. But that's the that's the one that everyone says is the scariest. And I didn't know there were any beyond that. Spencer's just except laughing for, at us. Except for the movie Possessed with Linda Blair and uh, Leslie Nielsen, where it's a spoof of The Exorcist, and it's kind of amazing. <laughs> so I guess the first one, The Exorcist, and the third one or second one possibly being The Heretic? I don't know. That's my answer. All right. Well, you get no points then. Shut up. I should get one. Well, no, I mean, okay. She gets a fifth of a point for getting the first one right. Yes, and although she said no, I don't want the fifth. Anyway, the second one is called Exorcist II, The Heretic. The third one is just called Exorcist Three. The fourth one is Exorcist The Beginning. And then the fifth one is Dominion Prequel to The Exorcist. Real creative title there. I had no idea. Now I kind of want to see the last two. 
And it says, this last film was made and ready to be shown in theaters. When the studio saw the finished product, it was said that, quote, this is not enough like The Exorcist, end quote. Everyone except the two writers and lead actor was fired. The movie was rewritten and made again. And what was released in theaters was Exorcist The Beginning. That was, I guess, the fourth one. Although he said this last film. But anyway, you that's all you got. So two... Two-fifths of a point. <laughs> How do I write that? I'm doing great this time around. Okay. Sharon, in A Nightmare on Elm Street, what color is the front door to Nancy's house? Oh, fuck red. you guys. <laughs> it's red. Actually, it is blue. I was going to say it. I was going to steal. I was going to steal. I, I knew that. Oh, shit. Okay. All right, Mindy, I'm going to give you that. I was genuinely genu- Sorry, I, I totally was fucked it, that up. Um, In the first movie, the door is blue. It isn't until the second movie that the door's color changes to red. So you maybe had some memory of it being red in that movie. Because Patricia Arquette... Oh, no, never mind. That's the second movie. The third movie, I mean, that she's in. I do have a lot of memory of it being red. But okay, so it's her... So it's blue in the first one, and it's red in the second one? And after that, yes. And after that. Interesting. And the second one doesn't really... I've never seen the second one, I don't think, because it... The second one's with the boy. Right, but, like, it's just that he happens to be a neighbor. Like, there's no really other relation, right, to the other characters? Mm, It doesn't matter. No. This isn't the topic right now, but we're having a discussion about horror and drinking beer. All right, well, so Mindy got a steal. Mindy got a steal. You guys are almost tied. Not quite. Yeah, right. Uh, Okay, now, this is Mindy's question. Okay. In George A. Romero's Day of the Dead... What does the military leader slash villain Rhodes, played by Joe Pilato, tell the zombies to do as he dies? What does Rhodes tell the zombies to do as he dies? I think I was asked another question about this movie that I blew to, and I've only seen this like once and it was a long time ago. I'm going to say something about go fuck yourself and die, fuckers, or something. Close, but no cigar. Um, Sharon? So I thought it might be one of two things. Mindy said one of them. Go fuck yourself. Uh, the other thing I thought it might be is burn in hell. Ooh. Also, great option. Not quite. Uh, as the zombies eat his intestines, Rhodes tell them, tells them to choke on it, which is what he screams again and again with his dying breath. Mm. Choke on it. I totally would be like... Jokes on you, bastards. I've got mad diarrhea right now. (laughs) I don't think they'd care. All right, Sharon, are you ready? Yes. In Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead remake, how does Snyder achieve the look of the limbless slash mutilated zombies? He um, cuts off the extra's arms and legs. I was just going to say, knowing Zack Snyder, maybe he does. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. (laughs) I have no idea. I knew, uh, I knew this was going to be a hard list of questions. You're, you are not correct. I'll try and steal. Yeah. Like green screen and prosthetics. You are also incorrect. Sharon somehow was actually closer. Uh. Uh, there's no green screen effects here. Zack Snyder hired amputees <gasps> as stuntmen and has their stubs made up to look like they've, had a knot, they've been gnawed on or have torn flesh. Well, that was creative. Yeah, that was. That that was. Although I like my idea better. I do actually. I mean, extras who gives a fuck, right? No, I'm. You want your SAG card? You gotta earn it, bitches. That's right. Uh, Okay, Mindy. 
Yes. In Bram Stoker's Dracula, who approached Francis Ford Coppola to direct? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Um, Keanu Reeves. No, I'm kidding. I'm not even... I may... Maybe Gary Oldman, was he on board already and wanted to have a good director? Because I don't know anything else about the producing of that movie except for Francis was involved. Uh, I don't know if he was already involved, but that is the incorrect answer. Damn it. One of the incorrect answers. Sharon will say the other incorrect answer. (laughs) I was going to say thanks for that, Spencer. You know what? What if I get this right, motherfucker? Oh my God, I would love it. Do it, Sharon. Do it. Um, I'm going to say Stanley Kubrick. Ooh. I like that answer, but it is incorrect. The answer is Winona Ryder. I actually literally was thinking it's that. Winona, but I was not like, Winona. She's sh- not one okay. of the Judd. Win- Winona Ryder. I literally was thinking that. I'm I was thinking kidding. that too, but also I was thinking maybe they approached a different director and they turned it down and it was like, you know who should do it? Yeah. Is Francis Ford Coppola. Because oh. I could see Kubrick doing that movie as well it'd be a very different movie but equally for sure yeah what is there a tidbit about this uh her friend wrote a script treatment and she handed it to him at a hollywood party shut up that's That's amazing uh so we are at intermission number one where we are going to go get another beer yeah put on your favorite put on time warp in the meantime until we get back that's your intermission music all right i hope you enjoyed that intermission uh, Sharon, what is our next beer? We are drinking Lexington Brewing and Distilling Company's Kentucky Pumpkin Barrel Ale. Uh, it is 10% alcohol by volume, so quite a jump from the last one. Pumpkin ale aged in oak bourbon barrels. Tasting notes of pumpkin pie, fall spices, vanilla, and Oak. And this is, uh, I'm guessing somewhere, I'm guessing it's Lexington, <laughs> Kentucky. I've been, I've been to Lexington, Kentucky. It's actually quite lovely. Humble brag. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. So let's try this. Mm, very bourbony. Um, <laughs> I mean, it is. You can, you can definitely taste the bourbon and the oak. Uh, you can, it's got... It kind of tastes like the last one if it was aged in oak bourbon barrels. I was going to say the same, and I was almost going to say, I would say this is another barbecue fun drinking beer, except that you'd be on the floor with your hot dog in like two seconds because it's very high alcohol content. But yeah, yeah, it's very similar to the other one. It is very boozy tasting. So this is definitely a sipping beer, which is why we are splitting a bottle amongst the three of us. We should say we are not each downing uh <laughs> yeah here's your disclaimer an entire we, beer it, we're doing like a tasting and pour, splitting one actual normal beer bottle not like a jumbo one amongst the three of us uh i'll give this one hmm, i'll give this one four pumpkins i'm gonna give this one 4.1 pumpkins and i'm gonna give this one 4.05 pumpkins. No. Uh, yeah, I, I like it. It's uh, definitely a bit bourbony. O'Fallon's, come on. B- uh, age your, your beer in a, a bourbon barrel ages things. Oof. Good stuff. And if you want to learn more about the word bourbon, you can check out my podcast, The Dictionary, where I talk about the word bourbon. Very. There's a whole, there's a family from like France named bourbon. And I don't know. It's a, there's a whole lot more information than you realize. Humble plug. 
Anyways, back to the questions. Okay, this is to Sharon. Uh, question number nine. Wait, for those do we need do we need a recap of the scores really quickly? No, we don't. You're winning. Who cares? I don't think I'm winning by much. No, Sharon has two. Mindy has one and two fifths. <laughs> How did I've seriously thought you got a lot more right already? Okay, well then let's do this round two. Ding ding. All right. According to Hannibal Lecter, what goes with human liver? Uh, fava beans and a nice Chianti. Very good. That is obviously one of the easier ones. Can you do the, the noise? I can't do it that he does. Oh. Yeah, very good. Very good. Very good. Uh, and actually, Jim, uh, he sent me an email later. He said, I particularly like question number nine. It's a lot of fun. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for giving us a, throwing us a bone, Jim. <laughs> and giving it to Sharon, whatever, fixed. I'm luck, luck of the draw. Don't worry. You'll get at least one easy question, too. Uh, okay, Mindy, what is the name of the mining ship in Alien? The Nostromo. Oh, very good. Yes. No, my, I li- both of my parents and the rest of my family would literally come here right now and kill me dead if I didn't get that right. So, Well, surprise, surprise. Here they are. <laughs> All right. Well, well done, Mindy. You got the Nostromo. I never would have gotten that one. Uh, Sharon, what is the name of the battlecruiser in Aliens? Oh, motherfucker. No, that is not the name. Um... I'm going to call it the SS Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. Once again, another movie I saw in my... Uh, Your younger days. My younger days, and I don't Seriously? remember. I've, I'm really mad at myself because I've literally seen this a hundred times since I was eight years old. And I was going to say... Wait, wait. Are you trying to steal? What if, yeah. what if Sharon got that right? What if that was the correct answer? I haven't that's said. That's not the answer. You're right. It's not the answer. Go ahead. I was going to say mother, but that's not it. That's something different. But shit, I don't remember them. Fuck, fuck. I am a disgrace to my family. I don't remember. I'll say Hudson. That's the name of. Are they uh, going to come kill her now? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> They're here. H- it, Hudson for a steal. If you, do you know who that is in Aliens? This is not for a steal. <laughs> it's Bill Paxton's character, but whatever. All right. Well, you got that wrong. Um, oddly enough, Sharon was actually much closer. What it's, is it? It's the USS Sulaco. Oh, right. Because the Sulaco part I would have gotten, but yeah, because they're fucking military. Okay. This question is to Mindy. Um, it's another aliens question. In aliens, what is Newt's real name? Oh, I'm thinking Rebecca. You are correct. Wow. The quote she says is, but nobody calls me that except for my brother. I guess I could have asked you that for a bonus. But. Impressive. I know most of these quotes, mostly. That's another alien joke. Ah. Uh, okay, Sharon. This better not be another alien qu- question. It's not. Good. I know how you do not like trivia questions that are re- re- repetitions of the same movie. There might be a couple more, so deal with it. Jim. Or movies you don't know very well. Jim, in the future, you got to mix it up a little more. All right. <laughs> Okay, Sharon, how does Kevin Bacon die in Friday the 13th? I believe he was on the bed and he had a knife shoved up from underneath the bed uh, that went through his uh, thorax. Um, 
Wait, or not a knife. It's it was something sharp. He was impaled okay. on a bed, and Jason Voorhees' mother was under the bed, and she's the one that did it. Okay, I, I will give it to you. Uh, specifically, it is an arrow which pushed into the back of his neck and out of his throat. Oh, but she oh, said okay. impaled. Yeah, no, no, I, I you got it. I said impaled. I also said thorax. Yeah, close. I got made an impressed face when you said that. You you clearly knew what you were talking about. Yes, he was the one that was on the bed and boop boop. <laughs> That's, that's the sound that it, it makes when you impale someone wouldn't with, it, with an arrow. Boop. Wouldn't you love to see a horror movie with sound effects like that? That would be like Boop. if the Looney Tunes made a horror yeah. movie. And Sharon did a, a great little hand movement. Boop. Okay. Uh, Mindy, who is the narrator in the original The Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Oh, fuck. I honestly know this. <laughs> so, Come on. Come on. I'm over here. Ready to steal? I know. I'm I ain't do looking it. at you. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna steal. We forgot to sing every. Yeah, night. it's the musical. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna. I'll. I'll say it was. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Just, uh, uh, seems to be my. She's answer. only seen this movie once. She doesn't know. I liter- and I was a little intoxicated because it was a Halloween party. Surprise. All right. Um, I'll I'll say Max von Sydow. <laughs> no, I'll say all in all through the house. <laughs> Throwback from last year's trivia. Uh, but of you, course, you are incorrect. It is John Larroquette. Fuck! Seriously, yes. I gotta watch that again. Yep, that's what you said a few episodes ago when what? I mentioned it. I'm emphatic about it. Actually, no, that's what you said when we recorded a few weeks ago. But the episode that we recorded a few weeks ago, where you said that is not going to be released until Sharon your time travel is weird and timey-wimey and you're confusing people thing on your eyebrow also apparently I have a thing on my eyebrow thank you for that okay Sharon this question is to you yes who is the narrator did you you give me a point I did yeah you hit number five five points she's on it uh who is the narrator in the remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Oh. oh the remake with Jessica Biel that one uh that's the only one i know of. you know what i'm not entirely sure let's can we go with that one but sure that's the only one i know of um ugh. if it is the one with jessica biel i hated that movie and i only saw it once and i have no fucking clue but i guess i'll have to take a guess um well i'm, I'm gonna say was it john larroquette again it was oh my I was, I was totally thinking that. I was going to name another cast member from Night Court. <laughs> it, was, it was Harry. Bull. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry, Mindy, you did not get a chance to steal that one. That's fine. That was Jim, it. Jim, you thought you were going to trip me. Trick me. Or, or trip me. Trip you up. Trip me up. Trick me. I'm on you. I'm on your game. Just get her drunk. It's real easy. <laughs> All right, Mindy. Yes, sir. Oh, by the way, we better drink up quick because... We got another beer after this question. I'll say it slowly. Who is the narrator in the prequel to the remake, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the Beginning? Oh, I have no fuck. John Larroquette. Yes. (laughs) Jim, switch it up. Come on. Whoa, John Larroquette. Way to commit, man. 
like he was like, well, I did the first one. Man, I'll just keep doing the others. I mean, I'm really glad that he was getting a lot of uh, voiceover work. Right. Until he uh, played Leslie Nope's mom's lost love on Parks and Rec. I forgot about that. Uh, so uh, Jim said, uh, it's too much fun to have the same answer to three questions. If you use all three of these back to back to back, which of course I did, uh, by the time you get to this third one, I can just hear Mindy saying, oh, fuck off. Thank you, Jim, for the point, though. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, uh, fuck off, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's beer time. All right. Intermission number two. Now, this time, play the science fiction opening from Rocky Horror. That's your, your intermission music, people. Okay, we are back from round two. Mindy, what are we drinking next? I'm, I've been dying to do this one. I'm so excited. This is from Southern Tier Brewing Company, of which we are all fans here at Horse Talk Horror. I prefer the Northern Tier. Well, you're no longer our producer. No, I'm kidding. Totally kidding. Me love you, Spencer. Please stay. I don't know how to do audio. <laughs> um, this is Southern Tier's seasonal pumpkin nitro imperial pumpkin ale. And I have not had this yet but I've been dying to because I'm a big fan of their plain regular pumpkin. Um, they don't talk really about it. Uh, they, I guess they just want us to try it, but it's 8.6% by volume in terms of alcohol. So not too bad, but not too shabby. Uh, let's do it. I want to try this so bad. This is the best one so far. It's just like regular pumpkin, but creamier, smoother, more pumpkin-y. Love it. I would give this one a 4.75 out of five pumpkins. Um, That's a bold move. I mean, I might give it a five, but I'm I'm still holding out. (laughs) You never know. That there might be a a better pumpkin beer. But this is probably one of my favorites of all time. The Nitro. I prefer this over the regular. I'm I'm thinking about this very hard because now I'm conflicted. All right, well, Spencer, you go. Well, what is what is it about the nitro that you like? Yeah, better? I was going to ask exactly that. Actually, it makes it creamier and smoother tasting. So I have to say that I I do like this actually very much. I but I think for me, my like of pumpkin beer depends on the you know each batch has its own thing, whatever. Yeah, and. What I like about the regular pumpkin is that I feel like as soon as you open the can or bottle, you smell that cinnamon like right away. I don't get this with nitro, but it is scarily drinkable and it is delicious. Having said all of that, there have been times where I've thought that the regular pumpkin is too much because it is so much cinnamon. So I'm torn between which of those I like better. I, I am going to give this a 4.5 out of five All right. pumpkins. All right. Spencer, what are your thoughts on the the nitro? This one is a little bit more beery tasting. And, you know, any of you regular listeners know I like the sweet stuff. I don't like the beer. Uh, so I would have to put this down at probably a three. It's good. You know, you definitely get a bit of pumpkin, uh, but it's not as sweet as the other ones. And I prefer the sweet. So it goes down real easy, though. I have to say it is very, very drinkable. Yeah, it's good. I feel like, which is good and a bad thing. <laughs> a good and a bad thing in Friday the 13th, part six. Jim. Part Again, six. We haven't talked about part switch six. Switch it up. But we've already you. talked about part six is different <laughs> than part one. Fuck you, Sharon. You guys watched all of those Friday the 13th movies. You're going to nail this. No, we still, there's like two we haven't yeah. seen yet. All right. Anyways, 
but we have seen this one. So it's part six, Jason Lives. What brings Jason Voorhees back to life? Oh, is this with the the lightning strike in the, the lake? Yes. No, well, it's not in a lake, but yes, it is a bolt of lightning. A bolt of light. Oh, okay, a bolt of lightning. Oh, yeah. In, a, in his grave. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you just okay. answered that for her, though. No, oh. no, no, she said lightning. But you know what? We actually had this question in a previous trivia episode. It, it was it was something it was something similar. I don't know if it was no, his exact it was the exact question. same one because I guessed it. I randomly guessed a bolt of lightning, uh, and you told me the whole thing how it was in the cemetery with the two boys, and I was like, you remember that after one watch like two months ago, and you're like, yeah. So, ooh, I kind of feel like I can't accept the point. That's fine. Um, I would like to counter and say that a bolt of lightning. St- struck his grave and then he was reborn or he was brought back to life bitch i just said that (laughs) i know i was choking (laughs) yes mindy you get a point (laughs) trying to be funny i guess whatever all right spencer i'm gonna put you on the spot and i'm gonna i'm gonna make you find a question somewhere that we haven't done before to make this fair well not at this very moment we'll keep going no at this very moment. We'll just well, take a little pause. I have a, I have some backup questions. Oh, damn. He came prepared. See? See? My man. So, but don't. He's prepared. <laughs> but don't look at my screen. I won't. Yeah, because you keep doing it. This is what a good editor producer does. He has a backup plan. Sharon's a little drunk. Not in a bad way, but she's a little drunk. I'm actually not drunk at all. You totally a little, are a little bit. I'm totally not a little bit at you all. Are. You are. Nope. Okay. You look that direction. While I read the question. Okay, so uh, in 1999, House on Haunted Hill was remade starring Jeffrey Rush and a handful of B-list actors. But what was the name of Vincent Price's eccentric billionaire in the 1959 original film? God damn it. I should have just lied. And (laughs) I don't know why you didn't just take your Answer Jim's question and took the point. God damn you're Honest so fucking people. Why do I have to have such <laughs> good morals? All right. So Vincent Price's character from the original Hill House. Well, not Hill House, but or, yeah. Um, the Haunting of Hill House. No, I, but. You're not going to get it anyway. I don't know it, but I don't like that movie. So the original. House on Haunted Hill. The House on Haunted Hill. I like the original. That's a good movie. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna get it but i'll just take a guess and say vance goodman (laughs) i have no i was trying to think of like a a name that someone would have in the 1960s i thought you were gonna say something like vance prose i I was thinking of what's George Costanza's like go-to name oh, for on uh, Seinfeld. That's what I was thinking. Vandalay. Vandalay. Uh, Art Vandalay. <laughs> Is that the answer, Spencer? Nope. Uh, I would like to counter with Abe Froman, the sausage king of Chicago. <laughs> and I would like to counter with Regina Falanges. I was at Phoebe's. Yeah. Yes, I was trying to think of her name. I think Joey had one too, but I can't remember what it was. All right, well. Uh, anyway, no. What's the answer to this question? Uh, it was Frederick Lauren or Loren. Eh, that's lame. Also, that sounds like a, I mean, Frederick Vance. I mean, you know. There's no Vance in there. I know. I'm just saying they, it kind of, it's that 
kind of pretentious, <laughs> oh, like of pretentious sounding older gentleman name of the 1960s. Yes, yes, yes. All right, moving on <laughs> to Mindy's question. Yes. What horror movie is the character Matt Hooper in? Hooper like with a hoop or Cooper like Dale Cooper? Like a basketball hoop. Repeat that question one more time, please. Uh, I'll, I'll reword it. Matt Hooper is a character in what horror movie? And bonus points if you know the actor. I can't ask for any sort of hints, right? Knowing Jim, it's probably a movie that we've already done. <laughs> yeah, Nightmare on Street. No, um, it's probably. Um, I was going to say All Through the House because I honestly don't know the answer to this question. I'm going to say Friday the 13th, <laughs> Part 6. <laughs> uh, you are both wrong. It is the movie Jaws. Oh, fuck. I know. Oh. Yeah, it's been a while. The original? It's just called Jaws. There's no numbers after it. Uh, Anybody want to guess at who the actor was? Art (laughs) Bandelay. Well, there's Roy Scheider and there's... Oh, wait. I'm going to say Richard Dreyfuss. Yes. Uh, Do I get a point for that? Fuck no. Sure. Why not? God damn it. Also, I would just like to say that my entire life I've said Roy Schneider. That's how I've said his name my entire life. Until recently. I always said duct duct tape. <laughs> Not duct tape. Oh. oh, I was like, what the fuck does that? Oh, oh, oh. I still say duct tape. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> They've even done it with labels where there's a duck on the label. Yeah. Way to embrace it. Your nickname. It's weird. You always called him Roy Schneider. I always called him Roy duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that one. Thank you for listening to Horse Talk Horror, everyone. It's the quality content we bring you every week. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sharon, this question is for you. At the end... Ooh. At the end of Stand By Me... Oh, fuck you all. What does Gordy Lachance tell Ace Merrill to do while holding a loaded gun on him? Really? Mindy, Mindy, what? Can we say this in unison? No. I, do you not know it? Of course I fucking know it. But it would be so fun. I spent an entire summer writing out every single line of Stand like, By Me. You would get the point because I know you know it, but... Nope. It's like my favorite line. Nope. Go ahead, do it, but do it justice. He says, suck my fat one. And then after Kiefer Sutherland's character, Ace leaves, River Phoenix's character, Chris Chambers says, whoever told you you had a fat one, Lachance? And to which Will, Re- Will Wheaton replies, is it biggest one in five counties? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fat, fattest one in, four, in five counties. Something like that. Spencer? So suppo- you got the first part right, suck my fat one. If there's more to it, yes. uh-huh. I think I have the rest. Well, first, Sharon, do you know the rest? God damn it. Suck my fat one. Um, This is according to Jim from Tacoma, so hopefully it's accurate. (laughs) I'm sure it is because he's pretty knowledgeable on this stuff. (sighs) Shit. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure I get the point. (laughs) You do. Yeah, I think so. All right, Uh, we'll read what Jim says. Well, Mindy, what did you you think you had an idea of what the rest is? At one point, he says, why don't you go home and fuck your mother some more? All right, well, that is not what he wrote here. Right. So I hope, I don't know. But yes, you'll get the point. It is, suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes I yes, knew yes, there yes, was yes. a you something, but I couldn't remember what that was. Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. Oh, and that is such a good scene. The, uh, the whole movie is yeah, such a good that scene. Really, <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah. Thanks for that, Jim. 
Thanks, Jim. All right, Mindy. Yes. In Wait, M- was there any trivia? Nope. Okay. Do you have any trivia that you'd like to add to that movie? I do. I have tons of Yeah, we both, like. between the two of us. <laughs> I do know that Will Wheaton has said that in real life, uh, River Phoenix kind of acted like Chris in real life with him because Will Wheaton was like one of, excuse me, the few actors who had parents that were like with him because Corey Feldman and River Phoenix were kind of on their own. no. That's no, but like Phoenix. they weren't monitored as much. He said that they, for the 25th anniversary, he talked about how Corey Feldman and River Phoenix would sometimes sneak out at the hotel where they were staying and like go have fun. But like Will Wheaton's parents like kept on him and kept him in line. But Corey Feldman would pick on River, sorry, Will Wheaton a lot, just like he does in the movie. And River Phoenix would always step in and, and support Will Wheaton, which I thought was beautiful. Yeah, River Phoenix was my first love. <laughs> he was. I, I, think, for, I have stories. For anyone who doesn't know. River Phoenix is, I think, Sharon's first and only love. <laughs> Sorry, Spencer, but it's kind of true. It's all right. Anyways. Whose turn is it? I What's think mine. On? What are yeah. we doing? This is Mindy's uh, question. In M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong's movie Signs, what did Meryl, played by Joaquin Phoenix, want for dinner? I'm going to go with... Pizza, because I've seen this movie like once and I'm not a fan. Uh, yeah, you are incorrect. I figured. Oh, wait. Oh, never mind. I also only saw this once, so I would never know this answer. Um, I know there was a lot of glasses of water in the movie, but I'm, I'm going to say it wasn't water. <laughs> I think that was alien related in some weird, um, stupid way. I'm going to say he wanted... Can I just have some water for dinner, please? <laughs> <laughs> Lots of water. You know what? I'm really craving a nice, big, juicy glass of water. <laughs> juicy. <laughs> um, I'm going to say... Because he's vegan in real life, I think it was something totally opposite of his normal diet. Um, wasn't it like steak or something like that? Well, it wasn't steak, so you don't get the point. But you are correct in that it was opposite from his diet. It was chicken teriyaki. Oh, Chicken teriyaki. That sounds good, actually. Yeah, I would never have guessed no. that. No. I, I don't think I even saw, have seen the whole movie. I think I've only seen half of it, but... The movie, It's Jeff. a really good movie. You should watch it. All right. This question is for Sharon. In 8mm, what kind of pornography is being investigated? Well, Joaquin Phoenix was is he, is also he in, the movie? in that. Is he really? Yeah. Him, it's him and Nick Cage. Um, it is snuff films. You are correct. I never saw that movie, but I did know that answer. We should watch that. I saw it yeah. a long time ago. I was like two. No. <laughs> it was no, before. She's a precog, so like the movie hadn't been out yet, but she knew all about it. No, I. it's been a, a very, whenever that movie came out, whatever year, that's when I saw it. Huh. And haven't seen it since, but I would actually love to rewatch it. That was a really good like rando save. Not save because you're winning, but. I, I mean, that's basically the whole premise of the movie. Eight millimeter. It's all about yeah. snuff films. So. I think you know that in the previews or yeah, something. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Take the compliment, Sharon. <sighs> but Mindy. Yes, sir. Who plays Freddy Krueger in the original Nightmare on Elm Street series? Aw. Aw, he threw you a bone too, Mindy. Thank you. Boner. What? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> My buddy, Robert England. You are correct. Oh, I wrote. I gave the point to the wrong person. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you've given a lot of points to the wrong person. No, I haven't. Just that one. I'm kidding. Kinda. Yes, Robert England, 
the classic, classic Robert England. The amazing, who will never die, live forever. Who's drunk now? I'm serious. I ain't drunk. I'm totally serious. Sharon, in Shaun of the Dead. Oh, fuck you guys. See, that's where the oh, fuck you comes in. Uh, Ed yells into the phone to Sean's mother, we're coming to get you, Barbara. What is that a reference to? It is a reference to the original black and white 1960s Night of the Living Dead. You are correct. Props. Well done. Not many would have recognized that. All right, Mindy, this question is for you. In the original Halloween... Sorry, Mint Sharon, that's a repeat of the Halloween. In the original Halloween, what movie is Laurie Strode letting the kids watch? The Thing. You are correct. Point for Mindy. Word. I mean, technically, there's a few movies that they watch. Oh, come on. During the movie marathon. That is one of them. But that's the big one that I that is shown yes. a lot. Um, but yes. There was, I think there was at least one more. I mean, they were watching like a movie marathon. It was a marathon. But mm-hmm. we have an, you have a question coming, so... Actually, she has a beer coming. Oh. Because it's time for intermission three. Damn. What should our listeners listen to while we go get beer refills? Um, a thunder crash. <laughs> and we are back with the last round of horror movie trivia and pumpkin beer tasting 2020 with questions from Jim from Tacoma. Uh, oh, speaking of Tacoma... Sharon, what's our next beer I put in quotes? Well, it's not a beer. It's a cider from Seattle Cider Company, uh, close to Tacoma. It is pumpkin spice hard cider, 6.9% alcohol by volume. This semi-sweet cider is copper in color and perfect for fall, fermented with cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice, and clove. It offers a hint of the season's favorite spices, followed by just a touch of pumpkin. All right, so let's try this one. And Spencer, this one's for you, since you're the sweet person. We decided to... uh, Throw me a bone? Exactly. Yeah, this one is light and crisp and sweet and tasty and pumpkin-y. I give it uh, four, I guess. I don't really taste the pumpkin. It's not strong, but it's in there. Um, It's a little too sweet for me. I prefer dry ciders i could use a little more cinnamon and maybe a little more pumpkin yeah it needs a little more spice yeah i'd agree add a little add a little more pumpkin to your cider seattle i would uh i would give this one a 3.5 out of five pumpkins is it me or is there kind of a weird aftertaste i feel like there's kind of a weird aftertaste i think that's just all the spices maybe yeah i mean it's not bad but on a personal level, it's probably not something. It is a little too sweet for me, so I would also I would also give it a three point five. But it's not terrible. And if you like ciders like Spencer does, I, I would check it out. Yeah, and I don't think that it's overly sweet. I mean, yeah, obviously, if people don't like sweet, then it's maybe not for them. But it's not like super sweet. That's a good point because yeah, Sharon and I are not big sweet people. We're yeah. not sweet, <laughs> <laughs> but we no, like we don't drink a lot of sweet wine or. <laughs> Sharon and I are not sweet beer drinkers, but so for us, I think it's too sweet. But yeah, I think compared to other ciders we've tried, it's a decent mix. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only ingredients in this are fresh pressed Washington apples, cane sugar, pumpkin spices, 
and sulfites. Oh, this has Washington apples? Blech. Oh, that's what that aftertaste is. Those fucking Washington apples. Are you guys ready for more questions? Ready. Uh, all right, let's see. We left off with that one. So we are going to go to Sharon's question. In the movie Evil Dead, there is a torn poster on the wall in the basement of the cabin. What is it a poster of? Whew. Wow. Um, did you know there was a torn poster in the wall of the basement? I did of not. The I was too busy looking at the creepy dead woman <laughs> locked in the cellar. <laughs> That's a good fucking question. That is a good question. Oh, I'm going to have to take a guess. I'm going to get into Sam Raimi's head. Oh, wow. Good luck. And <laughs> think about what it might be. Hmm. Thank God for editing. <laughs> yep. What if we just didn't cut this and let all of our long thinking processes just sit in silence? <laughs> like a David Lynch movie. <laughs> but like a audio. David Lynch peanut sweeping scene. Meanwhile, our listeners are like checking their listening devices being like, did I accidentally pause Meanwhile, this? our listeners are... Unsubscribe. Unsubscribing and... While Sharon thinks, please rate and review. <laughs> <laughs> Share. I mean, honestly, I'm going to take a stab in the dark because I have no idea. You're going to take a stab? <laughs> I'm going to say a Spider-Man poster because he goes on to direct that in the future. So that would be kind of ironic and funny. That's a Spider- great... Wait, what Spider-Man movie poster would he have put up? A comic. Yeah, I Not guess. like for dude, Spider-Man has been around right, way right. before the fucking movies. It's just a poster. It was I a guess. comic book. All right. You're I, wrong. I like that answer, though. That was a good creative answer and funny. Thank I you, like it. Mindy. Pretty sure, he had, pretty sure he had no idea he was going to direct Spider-Man. You know, if, he, if he really liked Spider-Man, I'm sure that's the reason why he directed a Spider-Man movie. You're not going to direct a Spider-Man movie if you fucking hate Spider-Man. So maybe he had... A huge boner. Boner for Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? I mean, maybe he was a big fan of the comic books and was like, I'm going to put up a random Spider-Man poster in the basement because it's just weird and uh, let's see if anyone notices. Meanwhile, Donald Glover just took the simple route of starting season two of Community by waking up in Spider-Man pajamas. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, uh, my guess, I'm going to make a guess, but I don't, you're right, I don't remember there being a torn poster because I was too horrified. Um, I'm going to say Night of the Living Dead and or All Through the House. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you are both wrong. It is the movie The Hills Have Eyes. Oh. Uh, so we got some trivia here. In the movie The Hills Have Eyes, Wes Craven put a torn poster of Jaws on the wall to signify his movie was scarier than Jaws. So Sam Raimi did the same to say his movie was scarier than Wes's movie The Hills Have Eyes. So in return, after that, Wes had Nancy fall asleep watching Evil Dead in Nightmare on Elm Street to say that his movie was scarier than Sam's. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow, that is some like major like petty ass shit or yeah. fun shit. Depending. I think it's more fun. Than I would anything. hope yeah. so. Yes, uh, Jim. I hope you're right because that sounds fun. 
That would be really funny if, like, there was this, like, unknown, like, deep-seated rivalry that no, no one's known about for years, but subtly they've been fighting through their movies. Just horror, yeah, horror directors, like, going at it by, yeah, my movie's scarier than yours. Yeah. Here's a fucking poster. There's, like, a scene where, like, somebody's like, well, yeah, and they have a TV playing their movie, and then it gets axed or something. Fuck your movie. Freddy Krueger's, like jizzing all over an evil dead poster <laughs> or or friday the 13th because i think at the time he and jason were like the two major like competitors whatever fuck it what's the next question mindy this question is to you in movie history what does the phrase klatu barada nikto enable you to do and there are two answers so two points if you get both of them or one point and then uh sharon can try the other one I am going off of the original because yeah. I think I've maybe seen five minutes of Keanu Reeves' version. It's a command to tell uh, Klaatu, the, the robot, that um, his master's in trouble. And so he should take the person who gives him the message, who I don't remember her name, but the mother, into the ship, put the ship on lockdown, and then get his master out. It was basically like, because he tells her that when he's about to get taken away. Okay. <clears throat> Two things. But I also think it's like a, they found us. I don't... Oh, and activate the day the earth stood still. That's the other thing. Okay, that's it's the time first... to fuck with everybody and show them that they're fuckers. All right, that's the first thing. The movie she's talking about is the day the earth stood Sorry, still yes. from, I think, the oh, 50s. I haven't seen that. That's a Robert Wise film. Uh, and according to Jim, you are, I think, incorrect. What? So if you guys have any problems with this answer, I guess I could Google it, but I'm not going to. I have something to add when you're done, but go ahead. And maybe you can add on to what I'm about to say. It it won't give me a point, but... uh. Right. So uh, it says, it enables you to shut down the robot Gort in The Day the Earth Earth Stood Still. Does that sound incorrect? But that's not what happens, because she says that... He says, the alien says... I don't remember his name, but the alien says to her, as he gets taken away by the government, like... If anything happens to me, tell Gort this. And he says, Klaatu Barato Niktu. But when she sees him, she says, Gort, Klaatu Barato Niktu, which always pissed me off because I was like, she probably gave him the wrong command all in my head. Anyway, he can, he at that point picks her up, goes into the ship, the sh- takes her into the ship, and the ship goes on lockdown. But then shortly after is when I think that's when the shutdown happens. Well, that's what this says. Enables you to shut down the robot Gort. I mean, the whole thing. So, Or maybe, he, yeah, I'm pretty sure, though, that he picks her up and takes her in the ship, but I might be thinking of a different part. I don't know. I think I'm going to say you got no point. Uh, but do either of you know the other thing that that phrase enables you to do? Well, I okay, so I've never seen The Day the Earth Stood Still. So, so I was like, why is she saying the line that they read from the Necronomicon? In Evil Dead, <laughs> I was like, "What is? What oh my is, god!" I'm like, I "There's forgot. no robots in the evil in Evil Dead." I forgot about that completely. Yeah, that's what they. That's what it says in the Necronomicon to rise the dead. Fuck you, Sam Raimi. That's genius. I never. I really? totally didn't think about it. I know. I've never thought about that. That's genius. So, Sharon, do you have more specific? Is that what you're saying? I mean, it it awake. I oh, god damn it. It's been a while since I've seen it awakes the dead and brings them into the fucking real world. I I mean, 
Okay. <laughs> I have really? a counter. Okay, yes, Mindy, go yes. ahead. That's when Klaatu is, because he dies sort of at one point. And mean, then who are you talking about? Klaatu is the in the phrase. Are you talking Klaatu about? Klaatu is the alien. Oh, and know. so I, I, he, and then they do the military takes him, and then he got he gets shot. They shoot him because we're Americans and fuck that. <laughs> and uh, so he get, Gort heals him. He goes gets him and puts him in the ship and puts him in this pod, and he like gets brought back to life and healed. Okay, uh, but so, I'm talking about the original. I don't yeah, know yeah. about the new one. If that might be different slightly. That I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, back to Sharon's answer. Um, so what this says is it enables you to safely retrieve the Necronomicon from its resting place in Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't remember if it was specifically mentioned in the Evil Dead. But don't they? Isn't that what they read in the Evil Dead movies to actually? Bring the dead. I think we need to take a quick pause and do a Google search. All right. So we just did a little Googling. We even put on the movie Evil Dead 2 because we don't own Evil Dead. But I did find uh, the scene on YouTube of the Evil Dead, the original one from 1981, where they say the phrase. uh, And they don't say Klaatu Barada Nikto in either of those movies. So it does seem like it is from the Army of Darkness. Um, The details of... Uh, the day the earth stood still were a little vague. Uh, to be perfectly honest, when Mindy was talking about it, I spaced out a tiny bit. But huh. what, <laughs> We'll what, blame the beer. Yeah. Uh, but there was a couple of things that the Wikipedia page said, which was, um, let's see. Da, da, da. Uh, she must say the phrase, uh, that is Helen Benson in The Day the Earth Stood Still. She must say the phrase to the robot Gort um, and then in response, Gort relents from destroying the earth and resurrects Klaatu, who is the alien, uh, resurrects him from death. And uh, then in the interpretation section, there is a philosophy professor, uh, last name Scoble, who speculates that the phrase is part of a fail-safe feature used during diplomatic missions whereby Gort's deadly force can be deactivated in the event the robot is undesirably triggered into a defensive posture. They are both raising their hands frantically. Sharon was first. No one. What do you have to say? <laughs> Sorry. This is getting competitive up in here. I get favoritism because I'm sleeping with the judge. Um, Whatever. <laughs> I was going to say, I think Mindy deserves a point because she got way closer than I did and than I than I ever would have on that question. So I think she gets a point because she she knew her shit, I think. So. Aw, thank you, Sharon. That was nice. Of you. You're welcome. What were you going to say? I was just going to reiterate that, uh, yes, I do believe I th- should get a point. <laughs> Thank you for uh, agreeing with me, even though I was kind of vague about it. But I was like, he gets the alien guy and puts him in the thing and then he gets better. And he you've obviously seen this movie a lot and you knew what you were talking but about. But so. also directed by Robert Wise, who also directed The Haunting in 1963. All right, stop. I know. Aren't we supposed to never talk about that movie <laughs> It's not going to happen. But I'm still annoyed about the fact that technically, if you do watch the original The Day the Earth Stood Still, the bitch says it wrong. So she's lucky Gort didn't blow a hole through her fucking head because she says, Clotto Barato Nicto. And like, that's not how Clotto explains it to her at all. So the moral of the story is pronunciation matters, I guess. Yep. Good story, Mindy. Thanks, other Mindy. That was an Archer joke. Anyway, next question. Moving on. 
Okay, well, Mindy got the point for that one. Thank you, guys. And uh, we had a fun time doing some research. So the next question is to uh, Sharon. In The Conjuring, what game do the kids like to play? Uh, they like to play... God, I don't remember the name of it, but it's the if I describe it, do I get the point? Maybe. It's It's basically the game where one person hides and you get three claps you can ask them where they're at and they have to clap and you have your your eyes closed and you try and find them um based on where you hear the clapping sound coming from and if you were a kid what would you call that game the clap mindy don't say anything. <laughs> i would probably just call it clap is there another name that you would possibly call that i mean hide and seek but with clapping. So what would you call that game if you were a kid? God damn. clap? Yes. Oh. <laughs> God damn it, Spencer. She already knew it. I know she did, but you were like... Except when when we were kids, Mindy and I... Just played the clap. N- n- no, we just had the clap, but we would... <laughs> oh. Sorry, ouch. kidding, kidding, kidding. Um, no, we made up a, a game. It was like hide and seek, but we called it Jason. <laughs> and we would go outside and you could you played it only outside at night at Sharon's house because her backyard we could hop the fence into this huge yard where there was this old folks home which that's just scary in and of itself but anyway there's lots of trees and lots of places to hide and one person would be Jason Voorhees and everyone would hide basically the person who is Jason Voorhees would walk around and instead of like hide and seek like tagging the person Basically, the person was, like, killed or whatever. But then they ultimately became Jason Voorhees. So then they were the the next Jason Voorhees. So you basically just walked around, like, killing your victims. <laughs> it was tag with a killing, like, edge to it. But it was super fun like because... Like normal 10, 11-year-old Hey, play. we got our other friends to play with us. I Remember know. your birthday party? There was, like, 10 people playing, which was rad for us because we were, like, 9 years old and it was nighttime. That was the birthday party where I got in trouble because I had the butcher's knife under yep, my pillow. because I was sleeping right <laughs> next to you. And Sharon was, like, we, were in, we did a potty break, and it was me and Sharon in the kitchen, and she was, like, this is funny, and pulls out this giant like steak knife and she's like I'm gonna scare it's everybody called a butcher's knife and I was like I don't know if you should do that but okay and so we get, go back to our sleeping bags voice of reason over here and I uh, she puts it under her pillow and then scares I won't say any real names but this initials M.A. And the person freaks out. So Sharon's mom, of course, comes out and is like what are you, what are you guys doing? And Sharon's like nothing. And then M.A. was like, Sharon has a knife on her pillow. And Sharon's like, no, I don't. Okay, fine. And lifts up her pillow to reveal this giant ass butcher's knife. And I even like laughed as a young child because it was just so, the timing was amazing. But I was also like, really, did you really think she was going to cut you? Why did you call her out? We could have had right? a great game and mom never would have known. And also, I love my mom's reaction. She was just like, Sharon, give me the knife. That's a good point. <laughs> Sharon's mom, like, didn't flinch at all. Typical Sharon. Yeah, she didn't, like, even show emotion. It was amazing. It was really funny. I was in the sleeping bag next to Sharon, like, crying into my pillow because I was laughing so fucking hard. <laughs> M.A. was not amused, uh, but we were. Man. Again, this is why we're still friends. <laughs> Here's the thing. 
this is a true story. <laughs> totally true. I wasn't going to do anything bad with it. <laughs> I just like scaring people. Anyways. Says the nine-year-old who trips and like murders five of her friends <laughs> in a small town. I swear we were just playing Jason, officer. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. All right, Mindy, this yes. question is to you. Okay. Uh, and I have to say before I ask the question, this was written four days ago or four or five days ago. By you or by? No, Okay, by, by our friend. Okay. According to the Rocky Horror Picture Show, how do you do the time warp? Like, Really? Okay, it's a jump to the left. No, you have to sing it, I think. It's just a jump to the left. And That's not step, singing. Step to the right. Put your hands on your hips. And put your knees in time. Thank you, Sharon. And as the pelvis grows, it's going to drive you insane. Let's do the time warp again. I backed off my mic, Spencer, if you noticed. I almost did. All right, I'm sorry, you're wrong. No, yes, you're right. I was right. like, whatever. <laughs> yes, of course, you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, you get a point for that, Sharon. Even though you knew what you were talking about, you don't get a point. Uh, yeah, okay, fine. Uh, okay, Sharon, in Scream 3, what is the connection to Sydney Prescott and the killer? She's looking at the ceiling where all of the answers are written. <laughs> Do you like scary movies? You want to go fishing, bitch? Um, That's inside joke. Sorry. Too long to explain. We explained it on our on a previous previous episode. Um, let's see. I'm going to say it is her half. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, but I'm just going to guess half sister. Uh, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. <gasps> Uh, uh, they are half siblings. The killer is her older half brother. Oh, I was gonna say their, brother on their mother's side. I was gonna say brother. Which also, but like, really, when did they talk about having a brother? It was one of those like thrown in. You don't have to give that to me because I said sister. no. I think she should get the point. I'm just disparaging the movie. Sorry. <laughs> Fair point, uh, Mindy. Well, it's also kind of like the Halloween movies, like. Laurie Strode. Oh my God! Is right. Michael Myers randomly? Yeah, yeah. A sibling, and also there was other. Oh, we just Ugh. watched the sixth Halloween movie, and we were so confused, and uh, so we had to look up the whole family tree situation, which was terribly confusing. <laughs> like on the I don't wiki, know how many, but I don't. I don't know how anybody ever figured this out. Nobody did. They just kept Somebody making did. movies in the eighties. No, was- there's a whole. It's There's all written a, out. It's all written out on the wiki fandom page. And apparently in part six, the little girl from the fourth and fifth movies was somehow impregnated oh. with Michael Myers' seed. and like had he raped her? Or, oh, or they just had his sperm. I don't fucking know. I was like, ooh, sexy. Oh, not sexy. But yeah, so Michael Myers had a kid. Oh, wow. In the sixth one, and Paul Rudd was in it. What? And, and Laurie, because he was the kid that Laurie was babysitting in the first movie. Yeah, he plays the, he plays the older boy. Tommy Wallace. It's a horrible, okay. horrible movie. Don't watch it. It's pretty terrible. I'll totally watch it now that I've heard it's that. It's so bad. <laughs> Paul right. Rudd doesn't even save it, and I love him. It was made the same year that, or came out the same year that Clueless came out. All right, Mindy, this next one is for you. Okay. Uh, who played the creature? In 1994's Mary Shelley's 
Frankenstein. There was a Frankenstein in 1994? Yeah. I guess that answers that question. Um, that's not the one with Julia Roberts, right? Because there... Yeah, I'm pretty sure Julia Roberts plays the creature. No, 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 no. no. There's no. a movie with Julia Roberts about Frankenstein. About Mary Shelley. Mally Sh- oh, I was going to yeah. say, I thought that was Mary Shelley. Okay, so I didn't even know this movie existed, apparently. Um, I'll say, I'm going to take a guess. Who played Frankenstein, you said? That's what we're Who looking for? Who played the creature? Oh, the creature. Okay. Quote, um, the creature. Bull from Night Court. <laughs> uh, sorry, you are incorrect, Sherry. Damn it. I'm going to say John Larroquette. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, that, um, that would be know. really funny, though. Um, I have no clue, but I'm picturing John Malkovich. Ooh, that's a good answer. That would be very cool. Uh, the answer, actually, is Robert De Niro. Shut up. <gasps> I didn't oh. even know. All right, now I've got, like, movies that have existed forever. Or 26 years. Bad franchises that I've never watched that I think I need to check out. I, I actually did know that he played the creature. I've never seen this movie, but I'm very curious to see it. And by the creature, you mean Frankenstein? Well, we don't know. Well, yeah, I that that is the, it's that version's Frankenstein. You know but what, I think though? it's more true to the original story that she wrote. Uh, but I, but they don't. They they don't call it. I think Frankenstein's monster. I think they just call it the creature. I think is isn't John Malkovich in that movie though? Now that I'm thinking about it, I think I know what you're talking about Churn. I feel like yeah. Look it up. We'll look it up later. Let's fi- let's do more. Let's do some look more it questions up now so we can just. Hey, let's look it up now. Do 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 do. It's just a jump to the left, and then you step to the right. Put your hands on your hips. And put your knees in tight, and it's a pelvic thrust. Just you <laughs> and I, just you <laughs> and I, together. All right, we should cut in with me forever in love. Okay, sorry. What, Spencer? <laughs> Okay, so I don't think uh, John Malkovich is in this movie, but it has an amazing cast. Robert De Niro, Kenneth Branagh, Helena Bottom Carter, Aidan Quinn, Ian Holm, John Cleese, uh, and a bunch of other names that I am skipping. So it sounds like a comedy uh, Frankenstein movie. It's the sequel, the second sequel to uh, Fish Called Wanda. (laughs) (laughs) At first I thought you were, for like a split second, I thought I took you seriously and I was like, What? Spencer's fucking with me. Okay. Uh, Okay. Uh, So this Good answers all around, though, I think. Oh, yes. Uh, All right. Sharon, in the original Halloween 2, Dick Warlock played the shape. What other small role did he also play in that movie? Good luck. That's an awesome name. Dick Warlock. (laughs) Lock Wardick. I'm going to name my next cat Dick Warlock. (laughs) He also played an orderly. You are incorrect. Janitor? Mi- one shot. One shot. Mindy. Well, can we read that? Can we read the question? In the original Halloween 2, Dick Warlock played the shape. What other small role did he also play in the movie? Are you emphasizing small? I feel like he is. Small, was, small Dick Warlock? My answer was going to be a penis shadow, but I don't think that happens. Um, I was going to say like a mouse. <laughs> what small role did he play? 
I don't know. I'll say he played the cafeteria worker. Ah, uh, so close. Uh, he was patrolman number three. Oh, I knew that. I totally didn't know that. Jim? <laughs> Jim! Jim! Uh, okay, well, this is, um, I think, our last question. Okay. Uh, we don't need a tiebreaker. Okay. Because uh, you both suck. <laughs> uh, Mindy. Yes. In Jennifer Connelly's Dark Water, how did Natasha, the ghost who was haunting them, die? How did Natasha die? Didn't she fall in a well or like a water source? Because uh, it's like an Elisa Lamb, pre-Elisa Lamb story about Elisa Lamb. It's weird. Like she fell in the water, like the wells or the water source or whatever, because people started being like, our water tastes weird. Mm. Can you be a little bit more specific? Or no? Not really, because I've only seen the Jennifer Connelly one once. Okay. Was it a water tank? That's uh, what I was trying to get at, but... But you didn't say it, even did when she, I said... Did she me. drown in a water tank? She drowned in the water tower on the roof of the apartment building. Yeah. And you said a leads and lamb, so that was that was enough. I think we both get a point. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, but... I'm going to give a point to Mindy. What's funny about that movie is that the original is a Japanese film that was made... Both films were made long before the Elisa Lamb thing happened, but have odd, obvious similarities, which is very creepy. Again... Maybe an episode for the future. Yeah, I do think I remember you saying that before. Uh, but yeah, you got you got it close enough. You got the point. And that is our last question. So who won? Who won? Who won? Who? <laughs> I won. Uh, Mindy had nine points and two fifths. <laughs> nine and two fifths. And Sharon had 12. Whoa. See, I told you. I had that many? Uh, oh, now she's all humble. Yeah. I had that many? Aww. Uh, so yeah, congratulations to Sharon for winning this round of horror movie trivia. This round. This round. Let's see what happens next year. Uh, w- of course, we want to um, say happy Halloween month to everybody. And thank you to Jim for the questions. You made my life really easy. Because <laughs> otherwise, I was going to have to go find some questions. Um, Jim, if you want a full-time job writing trivia questions mm-hmm. for us it's an unpaid position but you are welcome to have it because i know it'll make spencer so much happier because he gets really stressed when we do these trivia episodes Minnie and i love them because we don't have to do any research and we just get to drink the whole time and have fun um but yeah for spencer it's a different story and we will be sending you something for halloween so uh, email us your address so we can get that out to you. And thank you in general, because, I mean, these were pretty good questions here. I know Sharon doesn't like, you know, repeats from the same movie. I thought those were funny. But overall, it sounds like you have an impressive collection of films. And, uh, yeah, thank you for that. That was really awesome. But thank- watch some newer movies. No. <laughs> no. <Nuh-uh. laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just really glad that I knew that John Larroquette... <laughs> I'm really impressed. Answer because um, I got two points from that, I think. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just really impressed you knew that. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of my favorite movies of all time, and you need to watch that again. Yeah, I guess I do now. Uh, But we hope you all had fun, too. I know um, people have told us in the past that they really like these trivia episodes. Um, We love them as well. I'm sure most of you did much, much better than we did <laughs> at this. And that's that's cool. 
as we've said in the past, we are horror movie fans, but we are not experts by any stretch of the imagination. Our listener, uh, Jim, a different Jim, told me that he was in his car driving down Lakeshore Drive here in Chicago listening to one of our trivia episodes that we did not know the answer to and was screaming at his car console thing with the cell phone yeah he's probably his blood pressure right now is probably like through the roof because he's probably been yelling at his phone or his car stereo or whatever the entire time he's been listening to this so um send us your medical bills other <laughs> maybe jim <laughs> we'll pay for your high blood we'll pressure do what we can medication um but also just thank you all for listening to us uh you can write us your Halloween stories. Um, you can write us any uh, ghost stories, scary stories. Uh, if you ever try to um, scare your friends at a sleepover <laughs> with a, uh, a weapon <laughs> when you're a child, which is a normal thing that normal kids do. It is. It is. We want to hear about it. We, yeah, we just want to hear about it. Um, especially, you know, if you didn't hurt anyone... We don't want to hear any stories of you. <laughs> we the, the the harmless ones are preferable. We're not going to read it on an episode. We just want to know. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah. So we can contact the authorities. No. Um, but also, uh, you can <laughs> have more beer with us, clearly. <laughs> you can find us on the social medias because we're on Instagram and Twitter. But if you go to Instagram, there's a, li- a button you can press that shows you all of the links where we can be found or you can email us at horsetalkhorror at gmail.com. And please be kind to each other. Be safe. Happy Halloween month. It's finally here. Woo. And I think we need to stretch it out until, God, at least Christmas. I mean, I mean, Wait. we usually do anyways, Mindy and I. But, um, yeah, with the election and everything coming up, I, I, I need more Halloween in my life to help get me through what might be some really rough times ahead. I'm kind of confused. Are we supposed to take our Halloween decorations down after Halloween? Because I leave mine up until after New Year's. But but you, I... Oh, oh, you shit. do you. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and as always, thanks, thanks for, for getting, getting creepy with us. Sharon, do you want a beer? Uh, Oh, my God.